Welcome to the Fiscal Fitness Podcast, where we help personal trainers, studio owners, and fitness enthusiasts get financially strong. We're here to show you that managing your money can be even more fun than hitting a new one rep max. And the best part, you already have the skills to do it. We're your hosts, Kelsa Dickey and Jill Emanuel. We love talking about money as much as we love hitting that new PR or talking about our favorite protein fluff. Welcome to the show. All right, guys, we know that you already know that you're doing great things with your fitness and nutrition, and the habits that you've built in your day-to-day life around your training are actually going to be so helpful for you to use in your financial life as well. Think about all those regular habits, the things you're using every single day that got you to where you are. You plan your nutrition, you plan your training, you plan your check-ins, you track your metrics, you set goals for yourself, both short and long-term, and you know that as long as you stick to your plan, you're going to get the results you want, that nothing is going to happen by chance or by accident. And these same things are true for your money. So. What can you do with these same habits or what do they look like when we're talking about your financial life? We're going to break them down in this episode one by one. Let's start with planning your nutrition. If you use macros, which is something that Jill and I do, but maybe you simply have a meal plan that you follow. But with macro tracking, you know what your target is, how many calories you're shooting for, how much protein, carbs, and fat every day. So you plan ahead so that you can see clearly what you have to do to stay on track. You know what every day will look like and you know what you need to do to prep for the week to be successful. I know that every night before I go to bed, I plan my macros for the coming day, right? Well, with your money, this looks exactly the same. You have a plan for your money before it happens. So before I go to dinner, for a date night with my husband, I have that meal planned out ahead of time. You do the same thing with your money. You're gonna go into the week, the month, thinking through what life will look like. Am I going to be traveling? Am I eating out? Do I have any extra activities coming up? Or do the kids have anything that they need money for? What is something that is coming up that might require money? That is simply planning ahead with your money, just like you do your nutrition. You also have a target that you wanna stick to for your spending. So here's the amount that I've allocated. I can spend this money however I want, so long as I'm on target, right? Just like I can eat whatever I want so long as I'm within my macros. You can plan in your indulgences just like you do with your nutrition. So you know if you're going to go buy some new sneakers, how that fits into your overall plan. Yes, oh, I love it. So. Also, you plan your training. So let's talk a little bit about what that looks like. When it comes to your fitness, you know that in order to increase your strength, for one, you need to have patience, right? So you don't increase strength overnight. It takes some time. It takes that consistency showing up every day. You're probably using progressive overload to continually challenge yourself to grow. So from one week to the next, you're maybe pushing yourself to do just a little bit better. From one month to the next, you're doing a bit more than what you did before. You know that sometimes progress or growth actually might look like a step backwards. I know Kelsa and I have talked about this in previous episodes, how with training, sometimes we're pushing really, really hard, and then we actually have to back our weight off so that we can really work on form and technique and getting everything super dialed in. 
It can feel that same way with your money. So let's talk about what that looks like. Uh, if we're talking about you know progressive overload, I think it applies to so many aspects of our money. So you're maybe progressively adding to savings. Maybe in the beginning you think, gosh, I don't have that much extra room or extra money to put towards savings, but I can start with just a little bit, right? Like I remember when I was first starting my fitness journey, I was doing body weight only exercises, like body weight squats to a chair or push-ups, but against the wall because I couldn't do full body push-ups on the ground, right? So it's just a little bit that I was starting to do. The same can happen with your money where it's like, let's just start with a little bit. Let's start the habit. Let's start to strengthen that muscle and skill of putting money aside every single month. It's building that habit that you can start to challenge over time. So you're continually challenging yourself to do just a little bit more, which is sort of financial progressive overload, if you will, right? So we're growing over time. We're adding a little bit more strength to those habits that you're putting in place initially. We'll see this with clients who maybe are pushing themselves to pay off debt. They are pushing themselves to increase how much they're putting towards retirement savings, or maybe over time they're pushing themselves beyond what they thought was possible at one time, and now they're doing even bigger and better things with their money, like investing in an investment property or putting extra money towards their mortgage so they can get it paid off more quickly. There's all manner of things that you can be doing financially that show up like that financial progressive overload. At Fiscal Fitness, we're obsessed with both fitness and finances, and we believe you can be excited about both too. We've helped thousands of people just like you transform their financial lives without giving up what's most important to them. If you're sick of the status quo, if you're done being on the hamster wheel, and you are ready to see just how easy it is to take the skills you already use to plan your nutrition, training, and overall fitness, and transform those into strategies for gaining control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com. The time to get financially strong is now. And also, just like with your training, how sometimes you have to take the foot off the gas and slow things down a little bit, sometimes that happens in your financial life too. And it does not mean that you're not still making progress, right? Even a little bit of progress is still progress and it feels different at different times in life. So maybe your goal is to pay off debt, but first you actually need to focus on building some savings and some security for yourself. Or you know that you have a big expense that's coming up that you need to get yourself prepared for so that that doesn't hit you as a big financial whammy a month or two down the road. And all too often, it's your coach's job to make sure you are acknowledging your progress and giving yourself credit for that or mm. encouraging you to be patient and right. stay the course. And along with that, let's talk about your check-ins with your coach because when it comes to your fitness, likely you are regularly meeting or talking with your trainer or coach. Maybe it's through a messenger app or you're doing uh, virtual meetings every single week. But the point of those is to get feedback or make adjustments to your plan based on your progress. I often say the purpose of this is to finesse the program or the plan into your life. Mm. Make it work for you. Find those really subtle ways to make sure that you are progressing, help you adjust your mindset when needed. And with your money, it looks very similar. Maybe you're having regular money dates, whether with a coach or not. Maybe it's with your spouse or maybe with yourself. I know for me, I love checking in with my budget 
every Friday morning. It is just what I do. I get my coffee in the morning. I wake up before my kids and I just sit there and I look at our financial plan. I look at our goals and I make sure that our money is representing that. You are making adjustments to the plan based on changes in your life or with your goals when you're doing your regular check-ins. Yeah, I love that. I love my money dates too. I love to sit down and like, I just feel much more focused and at peace and at ease when I've had that time. And it's the same with those check-ins with my coach who coincidentally told me yesterday to take my foot off the gas a little bit. Right. So I was training with my husband who wanted me to lift way heavier than what I should have been. And when I submitted it to my coach, she was like, oh yeah, that's great. And please don't do that again. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about your metrics. If you are big on the fitness scene, you know that metrics matter. You know what things to look at. Some metrics are more important than others also, right? So sometimes we want to be really paying attention to our you know weight on the scale and other times we understand that there might be fluctuations there or we're not going to worry about it so much because we know oh i ate really late the night before and this doesn't particularly matter if my weight is up a little bit in the morning because i understand what that fluctuation means we also know like when a fluctuation is a reason for concern or when it needs our attention So if you're taking regular measurements, you know that, ooh, if my waist is going up every single week, maybe I need to pay attention to that and I'm not headed in the direction that I want to be going. If I know, ooh, my weight's been increasing day after day, okay, I'm probably not in integrity with what I'm supposed to be doing on my nutrition plan. I need to self-correct or get back on course with that. So you know how those metrics actually apply and matter and what changes to make to turn things back around, right? The same is true with your money where you really do want to have some specific metrics that you're sort of looking at. So you know what needs to be tracked and what doesn't. We're not big proponents on like track every single penny. You need to micromanage everything. You need to watch every single dollar. There are some things that, yeah, you kind of want to know, am I on track or am I not? And then there's other places where you should have some flexibility and you should have a little bit more leniency with that area of life. So you need to know what areas matter to track and which ones are not quite so important to be super dialed in on. You also need to have a clear picture of what's important to stay dialed into those areas and where the flexibility is allowed. So if you really know I need to get out of debt and I need to be applying X amount to get this debt paid off before the promotional period expires, for example, like you want to know what those numbers are so that you really can stay on target to accomplishing that goal in a specific set of time. You also need to know, like, where are those red flags that are coming up? Is there something very clear to you that signals, ooh, oops, we kind of like fell off track here a little bit. Things are not headed in the direction that I want. And I can clearly identify that and correct it. So instead of figuring it out months down the road when things are really in an emergent state, you maybe can recognize it at the end of the week and say, all right, maybe this week was not the best week for me, but I can recognize that now and I know exactly what to do to get back on course next week. And I think so many of these metrics, you know what to track and what to measure because you have fitness goals, right? Right. And you probably have both short-term and long-term fitness goals. Maybe you have a goal and you're on a cut because you're trying to lose weight. 
Or maybe you have a goal that's a performance goal and you want to try and hit 10 unassisted pull-ups by the end of the month. If you have a goal of doing 10 unassisted pull-ups, you're probably not measuring your bench press goal, let's say, right? right? Because it's not the metric that supports your goal at the time. Long term, maybe you're training for your first powerlifting meet or your first physique competition. I think Jill <laughs> might do one of those someday, right, Jill? We'll see. Maybe. I talked her into a powerlifting <laughs> meet and joining me for one, so now she's trying to talk me into a physique competition, but that's not going to happen. So. <laughs> We'll see. And with your money, setting goals for yourself looks like this. Short term, maybe you want to have a certain amount left in your checking account at the end of the month. Maybe you want to stick to your spending plan for the week. Maybe you want to take a vacation and come back knowing that it was all paid for and maybe you even had some left over. Maybe you want to pay a certain amount to your credit card this month. Long term, maybe you want to have a certain amount of money in emergency savings. And possibly you want to grow that savings every single year, year after year. Or maybe your goal long term is to max out your retirement contributions or make sure that you have enough money for your kids college. Maybe your long term goal is to be able to work remotely for a half the year and be a snowbird or a digital nomad lifestyle, which would be amazing, I think. Mm, Kelsa might be onto something right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so ultimately, you know, you know that if you stick to the plan, you're going to get the results you want. I know that's one thing that I find so much comfort in, both in my financial life and in my fitness life, that there's a proven system, right? There is just, there's no surprises there. It's not accidental. I know, hey, this is sort of the recipe for success. If I follow these different steps, if I take these specific actions, pay attention to the metrics, I know I'm going to get where I want to go. It's not a surprise. It's not an accident. And I don't fall off course with what I want in life. And we believe that it really is that simple when it comes to your financial life. The things you've been doing with your fitness, those same habits, the consistency, day after day, those little actions, they really add up over time. And that's how you've gotten where you are right now. The same is true with your money. But why do so many people then have such a challenge with their money, right? If it's so simple as like, okay, great, I just apply these same habits. Why do so many people struggle financially? I think it's really like two big things. One is that people don't have a realistic or sustainable plan with their money, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. we see this yeah. all the time. Like they sacrifice everything right yes. away because they think that's the only way to get out of debt or the only way to have a little extra cushion is to give up everything that they enjoy. Right, really extreme measures, just like a fad diet and fitness, it happens in finances too. People go off the deep end or try something too restrictive, too hard, it's just not sustainable. And then they find themselves right back in the same boat in a short period of time. The sustainable and realistic plan is something we give you guys in the Plan Makers Academy. And we're going to be talking about that in future episodes, this proven system that we've used with thousands of clients to show them how to have success financially. The other thing that I think really gets in people's way or prevents them from having a lot of financial success is that they simply just don't have the habits, behavior, or mindset that will get them there. Like the plan is actually the easy part of it, right? Absolutely. Having a plan is just one small piece. It's the very first step, but it's actually that long-term commitment, the growth, the work that goes into it, the habits that you build over time that really keep people going for the long term. Because it's once you start to execute the plan that other stuff pops up, like oh, yeah. the mindset and the behaviors and 
that's when the real beautiful part of coaching begins, right? So the plan is the easy part, actually. And we can do that very quickly. But then executing that plan and seeing what pops up as you're following through on this dream that you've put out there can start to be a little scary. And that's when coaching comes into play. Yes, absolutely. So guys, in the next episode, we're going to be giving you the overview of our roadmap. What we really see are sort of the building blocks that you need in order to build this thriving financial life for yourself. We've seen the stages, we know what people have to move through, what roadblocks they're going to encounter, and we have built a system to get you to the place of financial success. And in the next episode, we're gonna start breaking it down for you. We hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, remember to hit follow, leave a review, and share us with your favorite gym buddy. For more money strategies, And to follow Maya and Kelsa's own fitness journeys, follow us on Instagram. Search Jill underscore fiscal and fit and Kelsa underscore fiscal and fit. And if you're ready to gain control and confidence with your money, join us at becomeaplanmaker.com.